So we are wrapping up our series called Life Rhythms. This is week seven. Uh, we have looked at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as a biography of Jesus' life. So how did, how did Jesus live? And I think the big overarching statement of this series is if we want to do the things that Jesus did, we, we have to live the way that he lived. And he had some rhythms in his life. You know, he, he didn't just post up at the synagogue all day. And, and uh, you know, he, he, he had a life and he had some things that he did that were important to him that weren't really religious. Things like, uh, you know, week one was solitude. He would just disappear into the woods or on a mountain or in a garden or on a boat. And the disciples didn't know where he was going. And the crowds of people didn't know what he was doing. But, but solitude and, and silence was a major part of his life. That was a rhythm of his life. Um, you know, surrender was a major part of his life. We talked about that as well where, you know, he had a blueprint. He would say things like, I only do what I see the, the Father doing in heaven. And there was a moment in his life where his will and God's will didn't really line up. The Garden of Gethsemane, and he, and he laid his, he surrendered his will for his father's will. And um, we looked at things like separation. Um, Doug Gaiman took that week where he, he calls his disciples and Christians. He says, uh, you know, we're not going to always look like the world and talk like the world and act like the world. That there is a, a calling out that the, that the Christian is, is, is called, right, literally to live differently and act differently. And, and that was a, a rhythm of, of the life of Jesus. And, and so there's, I don't want to go through all of them. There's six total, but today is the last one. And what I, I, I saved this one for last because every single rhythm, every single restraint in the life of Jesus involves this one. Because if you're, if you're going to implement solitude in your life, you're going to have to make a sacrifice to do that. Right? Like you're going to have to turn your phone off or, or leave it somewhere and, and, and get away from people for a bit. If you're going to really find solitude in this world, you're going to have to sacrifice some things. Hurry, busyness, the noises, and all, you know, all this stuff that we have grown accustomed to. It's going to take a sacrifice. Living a life of separation takes a sacrifice. Service was one. Jesus was always serving those around him. He modeled it to his disciples um, you know, washing their feet kind of as the last thing that he did with his team. It was a life of service. Well, it required, it required sacrifice. And what I, I love about Jesus and the way that he taught, and I think we're seeing this together as we study his life, is he said things that attracted a lot of people. Like, I mean, everywhere he went, it seems like there was a crowd. And when the crowd would get a little too big, he would say things that offended people. Like, really, I mean, like he would say some really hard things, you know, that, that not everybody was willing to do. Like, I want the, free, I want the, the loaves and the fishes, Jesus. Like, I want the food. Um, this is good. But, but this whole, you know, leaving my family to follow you, I don't know about that. Today, this, this embracing of sacrifice, I don't, I don't know about that. And, and, and if you look at the way that he did it with all his disciples, it, it wasn't really, he didn't have them sign a, a, a legal document or he just rolled up on them in their everyday lives and said, hey, follow me, and then just kept rolling. And so every one of them had to, to make a, a sacrifice within themselves. And the reason I appreciate this so much is because Jesus puts the fine print up front. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I feel like the devil does the opposite. That's what, that's what sin is. It's a, it's, a, it's a sparkling bait hiding a deadly hook. It feels good. You're going to like it. You're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Everybody's doing it. If you're cool, you'll do it, right? Like, like if, if you really want to have some pleasure in your life, this is what you should do. And then you, 
and then you grab a hold of it, and then all the fine print comes afterwards. It's like those people that call, is, you get those spam calls? Dude, I'm so tired of these spam calls. It's like, and it says spam call on my phone. So I want to call like the Verizon or AT&T and be like, if it's a spam call and you know it, just block it. Just go ahead and block it. But, it, but they start off with, you want a, a seven-day trip to Hawaii. You know, all expenses paid. You, you know, somebody made a mistake and, and or we pulled your name out of a hat. And the longer you listen, the better it gets until they say, well, you got to list us on your mortgage and give us your third child. Um, and we, we want your car. Uh, like, like, they just don't tell you all the fine print up front. You know, like they give you the hook first. Jesus didn't do that. He put the fine print up front. And here's the fine print, Matthew 16. This is one of these, some of these hard, hard verses that Jesus shares with his disciples and with us. Uh, Matthew 16, verse 24. Jesus said to his disciples, if you want to come after me, you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good would it be for someone to gain everything in the world? You get everything you want, but you lose your soul, who you really are. Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? So this is a, this is a, a hard, you know, this is one of those crowd-thinning statements. This is one of those things that I, I'm sure when he said this, the disciples didn't understand it. They, they, they didn't understand what that cross meant yet. Jesus hadn't gone to the cross. They didn't understand denying. You know, it was, it was hard. It, this was a hard thing to grasp. And I think the idea of sacrifice as well usually has a, a bit of a negative connotation with it. Like the, so, so Webster defines sacrifice as basically just giving something up that you want now for something better later. Sacrifice. But living in a way where you just don't always do everything that you want or everything that, that seems good to you at the time, but, but, but being willing to delay gratification or to delay maybe what you want in the moment for something later. And I think the greatest example we have of this is Jesus himself, known as the ultimate sacrifice, right? And, and I, don't, there's, I, didn't have, I didn't put all these verses in your, in your handout, but, but leaving heaven, right? Leaving the, com the comforts of, of being in heaven and whatever that's going to be like, and we're going to know one day, to, to come and to live in a, in a body that God has sacrificed his divinity and, and, and left heaven to come here and to walk and to show us what God is really like. And, and then not only that, but to get towards the end of his life and know that he was going to lay that life down as well. And so that's, that's a, a major image of God and who we're called to follow. And, and that's really, you know, it's uncomfortable to talk about. Because I think our, our, I know me personally, that's just not something that I want to do all the time, right? To, to give up something I want or to give up something now. But Jesus calls us into this way of life, and I, I really believe that it's, it's the best way of life. And in that verse, that he, he gives three things, ultimately. He says, these, if you want to be my disciple, and again, he's not saying if you want to be a Christian, right? He's not saying if you, if you want, like, because I think that he's kind of separating now. This is a thinning statement. He's saying, you know, if you want to be my disciple, you want to really follow me. He gave three things in that verse. The, one, the first thing he says is to, to deny yourself. 
Now, what does he mean by that? Does that mean that I just can't do anything that I want to do? Like that, that I have to give up my will and, and what I thought my life would be like or good things. And, and, and I, I think what he means by that, that word self in, in the Greek is ego. That I'm, I'm giving up my ego. That part of me that wants to be seen all the time, right? The part of me that, that really just wants to, to serve myself or my needs. He's saying that the first step into coming into this Christ life and follow me is that you got to lay that part of yourself down. So you got to deny it. And, and I don't like to do that. I don't think anybody likes to do that. But he's saying if, if you want to find the life that's truly life, that's step one, is to deny self. Warren Wearsby says it like this, denying self is not the same as self-denial. We practice self-denial when for a good purpose, like right now during Lent, we occasionally give up things or activities. If you're a practicing Catholic, you're probably doing that. But we deny self when we surrender ourselves to Christ and determine to obey his will and, and i'm finding in life personally that there's really no way to live without giving up something that that work requires a sacrifice family requires a sacrifice being in a relationship with someone re requires a sacrifice that that it really is a childish thing to to live like everyone is focused on me and my needs and I think as we grow older, we start finding that, that there's really no success in life if we didn't sacrifice something, something. And to have a successful business, you sacrificed. To have a successful marriage this morning in here, you gave up something. You gave up your, you, you said no to 8 billion people and said yes to one and you're doing it every day right like like you sacrifice there's some things in your life now i know you can act cute and churchy this morning like you never loved anyone else but your spouse that's great but but there comes a point where like like if you really want to go after something in life anything across the board it's going to require a sacrifice i heard a business coach say one time it's it's not getting it's not defining what you want in life most of you in here know what you want you have goals you have aspirations and dreams, but it's, it's not defining it, and it's not even willpower that determines what you get in life. It's what you're willing to leave behind. It's what you're willing to sacrifice and let go of and say, okay, I can't take this with me where I'm going. And Jesus is inviting his disciples into his way of life, and he's saying, ego can't get you to where I'm taking you. You're going to have to check it at the door every time. Every day. Paul said it like this. I deny. I die every single day in the book of Corinthians. What did he mean by that? He meant I put my ego, and if anybody had the right to have an ego, it was Paul. Right? He was a genius. Um, he, was, he was just, before he became a Christian, he, he was uh, like just an astounding person. Very, very educated. And, and he says, but I, I don't lean on my own understanding anymore. I don't, I don't lean on my ego. I lean on him. And so there's this, this denying of self that we, that we embrace, and it's, it's sacrifices, giving up maybe something that we want right now for, for something later. And I heard a pastor tell me one time that in this life, that we, as we're following Jesus, that we, we have to give up to go up. That, that when, when God has a blessing for us or he's ready, getting ready to take us like to the next level if, if it's in our walk with God, but I think this applies to everything in life. That, that there's going to be a sacrifice. Something's going to have to get left behind to keep moving forward. 
But there's no way to live this life without sacrificing something. I just don't think it's possible. And a lot of times, I mean, when I connect, when we think about sacrifice, we think about laying stuff down that we like or we want. But I think that if we really looked at our lives closely, that every day that we're, we're, we're sacrificing something. And the way I've heard it put, and I think it's, it's, it's really brilliant. I, actually, I borrowed this from Jordan Peterson. In life, we get to pick our sacrifice, not choose if we're going to make one or not. We get to pick it. And so every day we can get up and say, well, I'm going to live for myself today. I'm going to do what feels good to me. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to do what's going to bring good things my way. I'm, I'm just going to be more focused on me, 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 and you're sacrificing. Or you could say every day, I'm going to, I'm going to deny that part of myself, this ego part of myself. And, and then the next thing that he says, it gets even worse. You ready? Deny yourself. Okay, if that's not enough for you to, you're, I'm already getting some weird looks like, oh, my goodness. Then he says, hey, I want you to pick up this torture device known as the cross. And so once you've decided, okay, I'm not just going to do what I want to do every day, all day, all the time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deny myself. I understand that. I, I, I'm going to pick my sacrifice. Now once I've done that, there's this cross that we have to bear. And I love if you put the verse up there for me. Deny yourself. And he doesn't say take up like, like his cross because we can't do that. When you think of a cross, you think of Calvary, you think of Golgotha and the, the Via de la Rosa, and, and you, you think of the Passion of Christ, the movie, or I mean, it's, it's not a pretty picture. But he's not saying to take up his cross. He's saying to take up yours. Now, what is that? What, what is your cross? Well, that's, that's a good question. What makes you bleed? Because a lot of people are carrying crosses, but nobody sees it. Every person has a cross in their life. I really believe this. And some people have, have secret crosses that they can't tell people about. And they're fighting things in their life that nobody knows about. Or they have things in their life that's hurting them, the pain that they're experiencing. That's, 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 that's cross. That's embrace. And it's not just to take it up. It's, a, it's almost like an embracing of it. Of it that, that, that suffering and sacrifice leads to something great if we can look at it that way. And so we, we, we take up our cross. That means we, we're going to pick in our life the things that we're going to give to God and say, you know what, I don't, I don't want to take this with me any longer. And that's hard to do. Somebody that's struggled with addiction in his life, addiction says this, give up everything for one thing. But I think what this invitation to, to embrace Suffering and sacrifice is to maybe give up that one thing in your life that you know is hurting you for everything else. And every person has a cross to bear. You know, every person has something in their life that they're that they're they're carrying. And I hope that you have someone that knows about it or someone that you've that is that is in your life that's working through that. But this was a rhythm of the life of Jesus. And what I love about it is is, is it just doesn't end there. Deny yourself, take up your cross, whatever that may be for you. And I don't know what your cross is, and, and you don't know what mine is, right? They all look different. There's things that we all struggle with, and it changes through life, right? There's stuff that we're carrying that's heavy and things that we wish we didn't have to carry, but it's, but it's, it's how the glory of God is seen in our life. 
It's where God does his best work is in our weakness and things that, that maybe we just would rather not have, but we have it. It's these crosses. But here's the good part. I think it gets good here. Then he says to follow me. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow after me. And I don't know if we graduate from this. You know, we'll, uh, it's, that these three things, I don't, if, uh, if I could define a disciple of Jesus, what does it mean? Well, I go to church or I'm a member of a church or maybe I, I, I do this or I do that. I don't, I don't think any of that is, important, is as, as important as, as these three. That I've, I've made a decision to deny my ego, right, myself and what I want out of this life and attaching my, you know, what I do to outcomes and how I think life should be. I'm, I'm going to give that up. I'm embracing these crosses in my life, these things that I wish I didn't have, that I have, that somehow that by embracing this cross that it's, it doesn't make me bitter, it makes me better, that I'm able to, 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 to grow and be strengthened by these things in my life that I really don't, you know, I'd rather not have. But then there's this invitation to follow Jesus, number three. And I don't know if we could truly do that without the first two. Because I think constantly in life that we, we, hit, we hit crossroads where, man, I really want to go left, but I think in my gut, it's call, God's calling me to go right. Like, I, I, I really want to do this thing in my life, and I, I, but I, I feel like if I'm really following after God, that he's going to call me to do this. And, and, and I think across the board, the marker of every disciple wasn't their background or education. It was what they were willing to leave to follow after Jesus. It was family businesses. It was income. It was their whole entire lives that they were, you know, John Maxwell says it like this, at any moment being willing to leave all that I am for all that I can be. And I think about the big pivotal moments for me, like, like starting this church. It was a moment of leaving all that I am, a Pepsi person with a, a Pepsi tattoo on my arm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I bled blue. Like I loved Pepsi. I, I worked there a long time. And that's what I, I mean. I could have just kept on doing that. Like, you know, it wasn't, it was great. But I knew there came a point where I had to, I had to leave something to start something new. And I didn't understand it. And, and it, it didn't come with any benefits or any guarantee of success. But I knew, okay, I've got to, I've got to give this up to embrace what God is giving me here. And we're coming up on resurrection and we're coming up on Easter Sunday and I'm so excited about it. And I think it's like, it, it's the most exciting time of the year, but it's, it's, it's the stuff before the resurrection that we don't like talking about. It's the cross, it's the denying ourselves. but without those, we, we don't have the resurrection. We don't have the other side. And I think what's worse, what would be worse than standing before God saying that, you know, oh, I played it safe and I stayed in the gray area my whole life. I didn't really risk too much, but I didn't, you know, I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't live this crazy wild life. I didn't really put it all on the line, but I, I stayed kind of right in the middle. I think what would be really terrible to hear is what could have happened if I was willing just to step out of the boat and say, I'm going to leave ego and comfort and security. I'm, I'm going to deny what I, what I think should happen or should be to really follow after Jesus. To really follow. And then he says this, and then we're going we're gonna to pray together. And it, uh, that he, what does it profit a man 
if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What does it profit someone? A profit is what's left over after, after the transaction, right? That's the profit. Whatever's left over after the, the buying and the selling has been done. And the first thing, I have a, a bit of a problem with what he's saying there because how can you lose your soul? I thought, you know, I thought your soul was eternal. I thought that was the part of us that we take with us that, you know, came from God and will go back to God. And, and so for a long time, I thought he was talking about like hell and that this was a, that this was a destination. But I don't, I don't think that it's a des- destination. I think it's a diagnosis. That, that the more self-centered that we live, that the more that we make self and what I want and what I think should be the center of how we live our lives, you could gain the whole world and not be satisfied. You could get it all. You could buy it all. You could build it all. You could scale to the moon. We could make it to Mars. Come on. Like, like you, could, you could accomplish every goal and it will not be enough. Because there wasn't this sacrifice as a part of our lives and laying our lives down and, 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 and it was all kind of, you know, self-will can get a lot done. Self-determination can build great things. And the will of a person, of a human, is very strong. But I think every day that we get up, we're, we're making a sacrifice. You're, you're, you're picking. I'm going to spend my life on myself or building my empire or pursuing my dreams. And I think there's seasons where that we should, we should do that. I think that's good. But at the heart of it, at the core of it, I think if we really want to do something great in this life and beyond, is, this, is, is that at the heart of what we're doing, we're not doing it just for ourselves. We're doing it out of obedience, obedience, or we're doing it out of surrender, that we are, as Paul said, I, I, that we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, Romans. That every day I'm laying my mind down, I'm laying my will down. And I think sometimes our lives fall apart because we're not willing to give them away. And a lot of anxiety, I know for me personally, I've got a love-hate relationship with it, was when life didn't give me the things I thought it was going to give me. (laughs) And I was trying to hold on to maybe a version of what I thought life was, how it was supposed to be. And bearing crosses and denying self is not in that list. You know what I mean? Like, like I, you know, these are, these are things that just kind of came upon you. But, but there's this beautiful thing that Jesus calls us to in following him and embracing sacrifice. He's saying this. He's saying, you know what? When we give something up that we want now for something better later, it's not a sacrifice. It's an investment. Every time that you do that, every morning that you get up and you make it here, and I'm proud that you came to church this morning, because it was, you know, when it's cold like this, I like to stay in bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like every time that, because it, it, it took a sacrifice for you to get here this morning. We didn't pay for your gas, right? Like, so, you know, you had to get in the car. You had to get the kids ready. Like, it took sacrifice. Every time you get up in the morning and say, I'm not going to check this phone here. I'm going to pull my devotion out. That's a sacrifice. You're telling your body, you're training your body. No, I'm not going to start my day with breaking bad news, right? I'm going to start it in the word of God. Every time that you say no to sin, 
Every time that you say no to that thing that you know is trying to distract you and get you off the path. Every time that you say no to those friends that are trying to tempt you to do things you know you shouldn't do, right? You're giving something up maybe that you want now for something better later. And every person that's in the finance world calls that an investment. You're making a deposit. You're, you're, you're exchanging, you're, you're sacrificing in the direction that you want your life to go. And every single morning you get to choose what that's gonna be. And Jesus says, if you are following me, this is what it's gonna look like. There's gonna be some times where you get what you want, but there's gonna be some times that you don't. But you know, at the end of the day, you're laying up treasure. Come on, somebody. That you, could, you know at the end of the day, all that matters is when you stand before God, you hear, well done. That, that's, that's all that matters, right? Like, I, I don't care what happens on this side of it. I wanna live my life invested towards eternity. And so I'm gonna make some sacrifices now in order to get to where I believe God is taking me tomorrow. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for your promise. We thank you, Lord, for your word. And Lord, in this moment right now, we're just, is there something that you're calling us to lay down in our life? Because a sacrifice is a, is a choice and we get to pick it. Is there, is there something in my life that maybe I need to lay down? Lord, we thank you for this invitation to follow you, that it's the greatest life that we could ever live. You promised us that we would see miracles and signs and wonders. You promised us that you would be with us all the way to the very end, that you wouldn't leave us alone as orphans, but that your Holy Spirit would be with us every moment of every day, that you're not calling us to do this on our own. You're not calling us to fight these battles and to carry these crosses in our own strength, but you're calling us to yourself. And so, Lord, is there something in, in, in our life, my life, that maybe you're, you're calling me to lay down for a little while, to invest it, to, to put it away, to, to, because you've got something better for me in the future. And so, Lord, in this moment, we just ask the Holy Spirit, as David prayed in Psalm 51, search our hearts. Lord, search, search my heart. Is there anything in there that... I need to give to you ambition, maybe holding on to an outcome that I just thought this was gonna happen this way and it's, it's just so hard to let it go and just to, just to surrender it. Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness and that you haven't asked us to do anything that you didn't model. That as we come into this resurrection season and Good Friday, that it's every year we get a reminder that the king of the kingdom laid his life down and gave his, his surrendered his will and sacrificed his life and what he wanted for the betterment and the good of all. And so Lord, help us to just focus on him and that model every day. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.